This month's podcasts are sponsored by Aubergine Legal. Do you sometimes worry that your business isn't meeting all its legal compliance requirements and wonder if you're ticking all the legal boxes? Are you losing sleep worrying about a piece of legislation that you may or may not be complying with? Perhaps you need some help with your client contracts or your data protection compliance. Or maybe you're worried that your website doesn't have the right documents or legal notices in the right place. Perhaps you have a brand that you want to protect with a trademark. How about if you could outsource it all and eliminate all of your worries? If so, then get in touch with Aubergine Legal, a friendly commercial legal consultancy offering practical and clear commercial legal advice without the overwhelming legal jargon, taking the worry away and helping you to protect your business and minimise your risks. Aubergine offers a free 30-minute consultation if you have any questions or want to find out if they can help. And you can access this link and book your free 30-minute call via the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Bring Your Product Idea to Life podcast. This is the podcast for you if you're getting started selling products or if you'd like to create your own product to sell. I'm Vicky Weinberg, a product creation coach and Amazon expert. Every week I share friendly, practical advice as well as inspirational stories from small businesses. Let's get started. Today I'm talking to Liz Cook from Chester & Cook. Liz designs and makes country living products for the home, garden, horse and dog. It was really great speaking to Liz today. She explained how she got into starting her business and designing wooden products, which her husband then makes and they sell. She spoke a lot about the journey into that business, how it all came about, how the business runs now. Um, And she had lots and lots to speak about. We also spoke about some of her PR and award successes that she's had over the past few years. Um, It's still a relatively young business, five years now. And Liz has definitely done a lot in that time. And she has some really great advice to share with you. So I would love now to introduce you to Liz. So hi, Liz. Thank you so much for being here. Hi there, Vicky. So can we start with you, please, give an introduction to yourself, your business and what you sell? Yes. Um, my name's Liz Cook and um, I am the founder of Chester and Cook. Um, my business, which I founded back in, well, I launched it in 2018 and um, I sell country living products. So it's uh, items for the home, um, garden, um, horses and dogs. Amazing, thank you. And can you tell us when and how Chester and Cook started? So you mentioned it was so five years ago now. What? Yes, it's our uh, five-year birthday this month, actually in May. Oh. Yes. Um. So it all started. Um. Well. So back in 2015, I had to give up my job in finance. My um, husband has got his own pattern making business, uh, which is like um, uh, for the engineering industry, but he works in wood um, for making molds and things. Um, And he got quite poorly with a kidney disease and had to go on dialysis. So I had to give up my job in finance to run the business while he was quite ill. Um, Then roll on two and a half years, he got a transplant. And um, so he he was able to come back to work. And I needed to find something else to do. But I couldn't go back full time because life was still pretty um, precarious, really. 
And I thought about designing products that we could then make uh, in our workshop. And so that's what I did. I started designing products and um, took me roughly a year to get that going. And um, a whole host of um, things to do, um, protection, websites, uh, looking at pricing, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. And then we launched in 2018. Amazing. Well, thank you for sharing that. And I'm glad your husband's doing better now. And um, you'll go into details around lots of these things. But one question I have is, Liz, so did you already know how to work with words? Because your products are obviously all handmade. Yes. And they're all from, so for anyone who hasn't seen your website, your products are all handmade and made from words. So what was your background with woodworking? So uh, to be honest, that's all my husband. Um, And uh yeah obviously he's a very skilled craftsman with wood um you know he's got all the equipment tools know how to do everything however in those two and a half years when I was running the business I then understood the capabilities that we had within our workshop and um yeah I I don't know I I seem to have a flair for being able to practically think about how things would go together and understand um you know understanding the strength needed of certain products and therefore that will impact how you actually construct it and just things like that so um yeah it was a real design journey so um yeah Oh, wow. And are you, so your husband's making the products, is that that's, right? That's correct, yes. And are you, so are you working on the design side alongside him? Or? Well, yeah, I do all the design and then, um, yeah, he, so I give him all measurements and ways to, to make it. He'll go away and make it and then we'll test them and trial them and make tweaks. And it's constant prototypes. Um, yeah, when when I come up with a product, yeah. But that's amazing, though, thinking you were sort of saying, you know, however many years ago it is now, you were working in finance and to go from your finance job to finding out you've got this skill that perhaps you didn't know you had. I think that's incredible. Yeah, it was, it was really, I just seemed to, I don't know, get it. (laughs) So, um, yeah, and it's really good. I really love it. Um, love the whole design process. Um, yeah, it's, it's really good. So when you first started with that, was it, was it always the intention that it was going to be a business? Was that from day one, was it, I'm going to see if I can sell these products and make some money or did it start off as more of a hobby or something for fun? Um, No, it probably was, let's see whether we can produce some products um, and build this. But I suppose at the start, I never thought I would get it to the stage I've got it to now and um, have the the drive that I'm now having and the passion to, to, to build it really. I never, I don't know really what I was kind of hoping it to be. Maybe it was just because when you start something new, you're just so, um, just don't know whether it's going to work or not, that you don't, I don't know, plan that big or, 
um yeah because we never knew whether it would be able to support me going forward or whether I'd have to actually then go and uh, you know get a, a different full-time job or, or whatever but um yeah so th- the intention was to hopefully sell and and do that but um yeah it's it's grown well <laughs> That's really good to hear. And I know what you mean when you first set up, especially if it's all new and you're not really sure, it can be hard to dream big in a way, can't it? And see sort of a year, two years, three years Definitely. down the road because you almost don't want to set yourself up for disappointment. Yes. I think it depends what kind of character you are. I think there are definitely people who can do that. But myself, yeah. I definitely am on the side of, well, let's see how this goes. Yes, definitely. I think perhaps as well, I was so wrapped up in designing and setting it up and building it that I never really stepped back and thought how far do I want this to go um yeah we were in a very fortunate position that um a lot of it could be supported through our current business so I wasn't having to plow lots and lots of money into it and make a massive investment and risk. So, you know, that was, you know, a great, great thing for us. Um, and yeah, it's flourished. I'm really, really pleased how it's going. That's really good. Um, where and how did you sell your first products? Um, but what, and which were your first products? Can you remember which? Yes, first? my first product was a boot jack. So my husband made me the boot jack many, many years ago. So uh, we're both country people. Of, um, we've had um, dogs ever since we've been together, and I've had horses since I was about five. Um, so I'm always using wellies and uh, a boot jack to pull my welly boots off with. So. Um, it started with the boot jack he made me many years ago and I thought I could make this look a lot better and um you know uh, as a gift I've also adapted it that children can use it could be hung up and used like as a sign um I just like to make my products a bit unique so yeah it was when I was walking Chester our Jack Russell that it made me think about the boot jack and about, do you know what? I could make those. Um, that's what it started with, really. Amazing. Oh, thank you for sharing that. And that's a nice, I guess that's a nice product to start with as well, because they're not too big or complex. There aren't too many pieces to them. No, um, that's it. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. And yeah. so where were you selling your products first of all? Um, so I did set up on Etsy to start with. Um and I did set up my own website in 2018. So it all launched May 2018. Um, yeah, so Etsy was um, kind of my first platform that I, I went for uh, along with my website. So, yeah, but it was having the know-how back then to actually market my own website. I wasn't even on social media <laughs> back then so it was a massive learning curve for me yeah it's all everything's a learning curve isn't it when you sort of get started um and that's something I wanted to talk about actually because so I'm trying to think how to phrase the question because I guess you had so much 
to do in terms of going from, okay, this is an idea and we'd, we'd like to sell these to actually setting up as a business? What were some of the things that stand out to you as being like maybe real challenges or things that you learned from? Yes. Um, so one thing that was kind of massive and complicated for me was um, IP, intellectual property um, protection. Um because I spent so long designing and, um, you know, trialing products and getting the right design, um, you know, it's really important that you protect that. And that's quite a minefield to actually understand the whole protection process. Um, so that was just one part, building a website and understanding that. I'm not an IT person at all. Um Pricing structures, understanding marketing, setting up on social media, gosh, many, many challenges um, that I faced. Um, So, yeah, but I feel like I've come a long way. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely, definitely have. And are there, were there any, apart from the... um... Obviously, you found out you had a flair for designing. Was it? Was there anything else, like maybe from your business background, that you were like, "Oh, actually, it's really good. I already know how to do this." I mean, I'm guessing I could be wrong. I'm guessing the financial side probably came fairly easy. Um. Yeah, it was a different type of when you say finance. Um, you know, it was understanding like um, we how to come up with your retail price. And um, which is is completely different to what I was doing. Um, so, you know, and building in trade prices, I don't actually sell to the trade um, really anymore. But um, yeah, it, you know, numbers come come to me quite easily. But um, yeah, it was it was totally different, really. Understanding, you know. Button. yeah pricing can be really tricky especially when it's a product that's hand you know it's unique it's hand designed it's handmade yes um, yeah how how did you work out how to price your products out of interest um well obviously you have to look at your market that you're in and you've got to um you know it's got to be sellable you can't have it at an unrealistic price and actually some some items that i've designed i just can't even kind of contemplate putting them you know making them because we can't make them for a price that we would need to sell them at um you know unfortunately it's not like you're going to china and buying them cheap you know materials expensive labor's expensive it's just um you know when you have a handmade quality product they're expensive so we are at the higher end of the market definitely um and it's obviously getting a base price for all of your materials you need to um obviously factor in um your profit um and the VAT and um you know to work out what you need to be selling it at and obviously the platforms that you use will have different fees so you've got to you know factor all of that in as well 
There's a lot to consider. And I really liked what you said about how, well, when I say really liked, I'm sad that it's happened, but you know, you mentioned that you've got products that you can't sell because you just couldn't sell them for the price you'd need to. Yeah. Um, I don't even, I wouldn't even attempt to just, um, just because I just know it wouldn't even get there really. Yeah. And that's such a, I mean, when I say I like it, what I mean is I really like that advice because it's a shame that you're not able to, but I think it's, it's really smart and to make that, because I, I imagine that's not an easy decision to make because obviously you've put so much care into creating something. Yeah. Um, but it's not very often that I speak to someone who says, and I decided not to sell it. That doesn't happen very often. So I actually think that's yeah. really, that's really useful for us to hear that you've got you know, you made the decision that actually this isn't viable. Yes, definitely. You know, during the design process, I come across that um, quite a bit, really. Um, You know, whether it be the materials, um, because sometimes I've designed some really beautiful um, items and I just think, oh, I'd love to sell this. But actually, not only the materials it costs to to make it, but the, then the time because they're so um, I don't know fiddly to put together or just um, complicated, uh, just doesn't make it viable, and you just make no profit, and there's no there's just no point, is there? It's um, it's not worth doing it. But absolutely not. Yeah. And are you out of interest making all of your products to order as well? Um, a lot of my products are personalized so I am really passionate that my items um, give a real emotional connection and I just uh, I just love people when they order personalized items that I just think oh you know it's just so lovely having a piece in your home that either has got a phrase on it or whether it's um, the name of the house or the name of the family and it it makes it feels like for me that that item then belongs to that home it's not just a standard piece um so yes we we then obviously make them to order and you know as well um, you can't build up a lot of standardized stock because you just don't have the room to store it all. <laughs> so we do, you know, um, produce um, a lot to, to order. That's what I wondered, because I also thought from a time perspective, given that your pieces all take time to make, I guess you also can't spend the time on creating things to then sell. It makes much more sense to have sold it and then make yes i mean um you know so so for instance my welly racks and seed boxes we do a standardized version um which we will hold a bit a bit of stock on so that we can then ship them faster but um yeah i would say pretty all of my pieces can be personalized and then they'll just take a bit longer yeah yeah but I think though to have personalised things, as you said, it's so lovely. I think people don't mind waiting, do they? Because no. it's you know, it's it's special, like you say, to having something personalised. Definitely, yes, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the last few years because, as you say, five years, which is amazing. Happy birthday! <laughs> um, and I've seen that over that time, you've had a lot of publicity. You've had you've won quite a lot of awards. Can we talk a little bit about that, please? Do you want to share with us? Yeah. Some of what's gone on. Um gosh, it's been quite a journey, really. So um 
back in the earlier days, uh, I was really chuffed. Um, I mean, this was quite some time ago. I got, um, it was coming up to Christmas and Country Living, uh, you know, massive magazine put us in their gift um, section uh, for our, I think that was our Welly Boot Rack and Boot Jack. So that was really nice um, PR for us. Um, we have... Oh, what else have we done? Uh, really, really excitingly, um, ITV got in touch with me and um, asked us to make them a welly rack for their show, um, Love Your Weekend. So I created a welly rack kind of um, play on words with that. I think it was Love Your Wellies, I think it was. So um, they did a little section putting up my welly rack and uh they also had a boot jack on there um so that was really exciting little only a tiny little slot uh but it, yeah it was very exciting being having my products on the telly so uh that was with alan titchmarsh was uh hosting that so that was oh yeah that was really fun so uh he's also got one of my seed boxes so uh which he sent me a lovely note so to thank me for that um what else have I done so Forbes contacted me and put me in their um Mother's Day um gift gardener's gift guide so that was great so um I do ship to America uh, Canada Australia so yeah it was great to go into Forbes um so that was last year um what else have we done? My seed box um won a an award uh for a magazine. Um then oh, I've been in Horse and Hound for my bridal racks. They featured us in there. And um just in March, which I'm very, very proud to say, we won Micro Business of the Year for East of England. So that was about three thousand entries for this is under the fsb federation of small businesses so that was massive and it was just an amazing event and yeah so we were absolutely thrilled about that oh well done that's amazing thank you yeah yeah that's yeah that's really really good and um what I'd be interested to know is, so are these, it sounds like a lot of the time people are contacting you about these opportunities, because I was going to ask you how these came about, but it sounds like you were being approached. Yeah, I do. Um, yeah, I do get approached about lots of things. Things just happen and appear. <laughs> it's great. I love it. <laughs> so amazing. Um, yeah, it just turns up out the blue. You know, sometimes I do go out there and try and... Um, do a whole little PR thing. Um, but to be honest, I'm so busy, that doesn't happen very often at all. <laughs> but, um, you know, just to try a different marketing technique. Um, yeah. Do you have any idea how and where people are finding you? Um, I get a lot of my sales through Etsy. So, um, you know, obviously that's when people are searching for a particular item, you know, they're searching for a seed box and they find me um, on Etsy. Um, but Google on the website, through social media, um, 
yeah, I'm just dabbling a little bit with Pinterest. Um, so that sometimes brings some traffic. So, yeah. It sounds like with the PR opportunities, though, you're, sounds like you're probably doing a really great job with your SEO because I'm assuming that they're searching for, I don't know, home and garden gift or whatever it is you know PRs are looking for when they're finding you so yeah they're finding you that's yes that's amazing yeah I am I do try on SEO with you know my keywords and you know building my website um to be honest that's a whole uh other story of learning um really and um blogging um yeah like you say, there is always a lot to learn, um, which actually leads me on to, are there any, is there any advice you would give to anyone sort of in the early stages of their business in terms of, because it can feel, can't it, really overwhelming when you think of all the things you've got to suddenly do. Um, is there anything you'd want people to think about? Yes, definitely. So yeah, leading on from that point, actually, in SEO. So um, it was a few years ago now, I did a course, Blogging for Gold. Uh, with a lady called Maddie Shine. You find her on Instagram under Maddie Shine. And that opened a whole new world to me of SEO because I didn't even know what it was, let alone how you do it. So that was a brilliant course. Uh, I learned so much and, um, yeah, it, it uh, enabled me to put things into place and to work on my website, but also to start blogging and blogging in a way that would, um, you know, be, do its job really. Um, I, I do it as often as I can, you know, try and do it at least once a month, if not more. Um, so at the moment I'm doing gardening blogs, but then trying to um, getting, get in other products um, in there as well. Um, but what led on from that course was um, I joined uh, a training mentoring support group called Visible Vibes, again, Maddie Shine. And I would recommend anyone to do this sort of thing. If they're setting up their own um, business like this, it has just got a whole host of training resources of you know absolutely anything you can think about setting up your business so you know seo pr um you know it stuff um like reviews just just a whole wealth of information and you know the thing is when you're setting up a business you don't this sounds a bit weird but you don't know what you don't know absolutely <laughs> So, so you're not actually looking for that information, are you? So, um, you know, and, and uh, Maddie does training sessions um, once a week, uh, which you can join on Zoom. And I, I have just learned so much from it. And, you know, not only the training aspect, but the support, because there's a support group with it as well. And, you know, if you ever stuck on something there's always a group of really lovely people to help you out and and Maddie giving you advice so that's one thing I would definitely recommend because if I had known this right from the word go I think I would have done so much more so much earlier 
Well, that's brilliant. And yeah, Maddie's Maddie's been on the podcast as well, actually. She is brilliant um, and she's so knowledgeable. But I have to say as well that it sounds to me, though, you've got you. What's really also helped is that you because you have actually done things because it's very easy to go to a training course or I do it quite often you know I sign up for a workshop on something and I do, and I go and I go along and I take notes but then it's actually implementing it which is going yes. to make the difference so yeah. I think there's that as well it sounds like you've been very diligent at learning things and then applying what you've learned yeah um, definitely. and just going ahead and and doing I mean I'm definitely getting that sense from you that you're just doing it you know yes. you're not, I'm a, you're not a just thinking about it or talking about it yeah you're, yeah that's definitely I'm quite tenacious like, I won't give up if uh if things aren't going right I I'm a bit like right I look for another way and um you know you you work through problems and to solve them you know you've got to just keep pushing on really because things don't always go right and I've had really you know, challenging times, um, but you just find ways around things. So, yeah. Well, I think that's great advice. And thank you, because I think that that's a, whether you meant to give us that or not, I, I think that, you know, that's definitely something we can take from this is that you had you have to sort of put your head down and do it. Yeah. You, know, you can listen to all the podcasts and read the blogs and go to the trainings, but actually doing it is what makes the difference. Yeah, definitely. I suppose one other thing as well is that um, you've got to be very careful that it doesn't overtake your life because, um, you know, when you run your own business, you can become very absorbed in it and just that's all that runs through your head is doing this, doing that. And um, I think you have to you try your very best to get a balance between your family life, your business life, you know, chill time. So you don't burn out basically. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, that's great advice, especially, you know, so many of us are working from our homes. It can be really hard to have that distinction between working and not working. Yes. Yeah, very much. Yeah. But you've got to enjoy it as well. And I really do. I, yeah. So it's nice. Yeah, no, that's good. I'm getting, I'm definitely getting that from you. Um, so thank you so much for everything you shared. It's, I've got one final question, if that's okay. Yeah. So what would your number one piece of advice be for other product creators? Um, yeah, I suppose it is really just that training. Um, if I'd have had that from the word go, um, I would have got so much further, so much quicker. Um, so get out there and find someone that can help you through the process, through the process of setting up your business. Um, you know, gosh, just just every step of the way, if you have somewhere that you can go to get help and advice and support, um, I think that's definitely the the one thing I'd say to do. Um, you know, whether it be perhaps they want to sell on Etsy, maybe they don't want to create their own website and they're perhaps not interested in IP or, or you know, those aspects. But if it's just perhaps Etsy, then go and get Etsy training. Um, you know, I think 
because you do see a lot of people on Etsy that set up an Etsy shop and, you know, it doesn't appear to be working for them. Um, but if they actually knew how to get it to work for them, um, you know, yeah, there's no reason why it can't. So I think it's getting help and support is is key, really. Yeah. I think that's great advice. Thank you. I totally agree. I mean, I remember when I first started my first business, I spent so long figuring out, you know, building my own website and you know, lots of various things. And but I spent far too long on things. I'd get so hung up. Whereas actually now, and definitely with hindsight, I would have just found someone to pay to do it for me. And I know that that's an investment and I know that's not always possible. However, when you think of the time that you can spend, I remember spending hours, you know, trying to get like a certain aspect of my checkout to work or something. Um, Whereas really, I probably could have paid someone a small amount and it would have been done in an hour or whatever and definitely. yeah it's a real false economy isn't it thinking yes definitely you've got saving money really, you're spending time yeah you've got to understand how your time is best spent really and what what adds the most value to the business you know like you said where do you get your sales from so for instance if um I don't know, Pinterest really works for you, obviously spending more time on that. But, um, you know, it. you don't have to do everything because there's a massive amount of things you can do, social media, Pinterest, blogging, you know, and you don't have to do it all. Um, but it is actually finding the things that um, work for you, what you're good at. Um, you know, and I suppose really sticking to it and going for it. That makes sense. Thank you, Liz. You're very welcome. And thank you so much for everything you shared today. So we're going to link to your website and your social media in the show notes. Everyone can go and have a look at your products. And yeah, thank you again. Ah, oh, thanks ever so much, Vicky. Thank you so much for listening right to the end of this episode. Do remember that you can get the full back catalogue and lots of free resources on my website, vickyweinberg.com. Please do remember to rate and review this episode if you've enjoyed it and also share it with a friend who you think might find it useful. Thank you again and see you next week. If you've been inspired to start a podcast in 2024, I really recommend my podcast host, Captivate. Captivate were my top pick when I started podcasting four years ago because of how easy it was for a complete novice like me to get started. I've stuck with them for the last four years because Captivate is still really simple to use. They keep adding great new features like the ability to share ads like these and they've just been really reliable. So when you're ready to start your own podcast, you can use the link in the show notes and get a free seven day trial with Captivate.